Hello. 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 Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and beer. My name is Asif Lakani. My co-host is... Nabil Lalani. Our producer is... Nader Wazir. Who's back. He's back. Y'all, football is back. How y'all doing? How is week one... It was brutal. It yeah. was tough. It was brutal. It was definitely tough. Hey, very that brutal. Saints-Texans game was pretty entertaining, though. That was awesome, that, which I think, also made it very brutal. Right. I think that was the best game of the week. Everything was brutal. Well, I think, real quick, before we jump into everything else, I think that Deshaun Watson touchdown to Kenny Stills at the end of the game. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah. I think that's already one of the best plays of the season. Hands down. Be, yeah. Hands right? down. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. Anyway, so on today's episode, we're talking Bears, Packers, Falcons, Vikings, and then Bears, Broncos, Broncos, and Falcons, Eagles, and some fantasy football talk. And but first, and I most can't believe we forgot the most important thing. Well, we are brew, saving booze. the best for last. Brews. Saving the best We're for last, talking y'all. beer. Yeah, what what beer are we drinking today? Because y'all picked this up. So yeah, we did. We are drinking today from our good friends at Good Word Brewery. We're drinking a beer called Hipster Dynamite. That we are. It is a fruited sour, sitting at four percent, which makes it what another sessionable i mean this is extremely drinkable because <laughs> i could literally drink five ten of these and, and this has got peaches in it right it's like got South peaches. peaches got peaches the, peaches the, the picture they posted on instagram of this was beautiful well yeah. oh yeah it's on my story right now the uh um, carolina peaches right yeah yeah definitely getting a lot of lemon and vanilla in this this is and this is uh, on available at the brewery tomorrow or starting Wednesday? Is no, it's already available now. Yeah, oh. it's already there. It's available yeah. now. So you can pick yourselves up some like ASAP, like right after the show if you Highly want. Highly recommend doing so because it's really, really good. And um, just announcement, we are going to have Todd on for part two Electric Bugaloo down in, in a couple of weeks. Actually, maybe a couple of months, but yeah, before the anniversary. So keep an eye out for that episode coming up. Going to talk more beer stuff, more good word stuff, more stuff they're doing in general. And maybe I'll have him talk about football, even though he's not a big football fan. But it's all good. Well, the guy oh. certainly knows his beer because this beer is awesome, and I highly recommend. It's the hipster. What is it called? The hipster. Hipster dynamite. Hipster, hipster dynamite. Because it's, it's the bomb. Yeah, yep. it is. And uh, <laughs> and I need some more because last week was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about. Um, both teams have had a really, really shitty week. Uh, we're gonna start with Bears. So, uh, Nabil. What's uh? What do you think? How you feeling? One second. We'll let him uh drink how, away how his sorrows. Ah. Oh. Um. So <laughs> yeah, defense, that's, that's defense was name. awesome. Let's start with good news. Defense was awesome. I am. You know how everyone's worried about Vic Fangio leaving and the defense not living up to expectations or blah 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 blah. Nope. Defense is fine. They're picked up right where they left off. Yeah, they didn't force a turnover, but Aaron Rodgers only getting one touchdown. And him having negative yards after the first quarter, yeah, defense is fine. That's huge. And that's, it was Aaron Rodgers' first touchdown in Chicago in four years. Is that right? I'm not sure, but let's just say that's what it is. I don't remember that stat, but I, I don't either. But I don't I'll, even know if I could look that up. I don't know how it's going to be. There, I'll yeah. look that up because that's what I, I thought we talked about it. But anyway, the defense, other than that one touchdown, yeah. looked really good. I agree. looked amazing. Yeah. My problem is with the offense. Like, what the fuck? I don't know who was worse, Trubisky or Nagy. Say it again. What the fuck? I mean, you talk about the entire summer, how you have the perfect running back core now with Tariq Cohen, with Mike Davis, and David Montgomery, who was supposed to be, like, the next big thing. 
and he gets the ball three times. 15 running plays to 45 passing plays. Yeah, I know. You have a couple of run pass options, but what the fuck? Say it again. What, what the, the fuck? And, like, I, I don't know what was worse, Mitch or the fact of what I saw Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson do this weekend and what Watson did yesterday. Like, my God. I don't know. It was just a just a rough, rough weekend. But. Well, why do you think that the the Bears' offensive play calling was so lopsided? Because they didn't need – it's not like the game was ever out of hand. It wasn't. It, it, it was, I think it was a mixture of things. Like, one, they just didn't call running plays. I feel like Nagy outsmarted himself. And don't get me wrong, Mike Pettin had a great defensive plan. His defensive plan was to keep Mitch in the pocket, and they did that, and Mitch failed. And it worked, yeah, 100%. Mitch failed horribly. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's not much more you can say. Like, Mitch didn't do well. Nagy didn't do well. The only person on offense that did well was Allen Robinson. And Montgomery. Yeah, he did, he did. No, Montgomery, did, Montgomery didn't have a chance to do well. Well, whenever he had the ball. For three carries, he did phenomenal. Yeah, but what's three carries for 15 yards? Yeah, I know it's five yards a carry, but still. Yeah, I mean, but that's I don't know. Is that on coaching? Is that on Montgomery? Well, I mean, he didn't get the fucking ball, so yeah. like, there's a, he can't. But you can't say he had a good game, but you can't say he had a bad game. He just he did he did what he's supposed to do, yeah. which is every chance he gets, fucking light it up. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you get but you got to tip your hat to you know Mike Patton and the Packers defense. Like their defense was garbage last year, and this year, like the other day, they, they did great. So, so you, and what are your takeaways from? I guess if we're going to transition into next week's game, what do you take away from last week's game and you say, okay, here's what I don't want to see or I do want to see this time around? So on the defensive side, what I do want to see is that same fucking pass rush. I mean, Joe Flacco is one one-hundredth of mobility as Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we saw him yesterday. He couldn't move around against Oakland's pass rush. Imagine what Cleo Mack, Leonard Floyd, Roy Roberts Harris, who, oh, my God, this guy is fucking amazing. All these guys, what they're going to do to Joe Flacco. So that's what I want to see again. What I don't want to see is one Prince of Mukamara, whatever he did on that long pass, not being able to stay coverage. And I know Devin Bush was the, was a safety in that play. If we had hot Clinton Dix, it might be a different story, but he wasn't on that play, so fuck it. Um, yeah, I need a Mukamara to play better. Corners need to press more. Um, on offense, uh, run the fucking ball. Just run the fucking ball. And you know what? Here and there, try throwing a deep. Just, like, the only way you can get the under underneath passes is if occasionally you throw a deep. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just going to press cover. You're, you're not going to get anything. And uh, last thing, I need a fucking tight end. Trey Burton, are you going to play or not? Like, what the fuck? He was off with an injury, right? Groin yeah, he's been hurt like since that. the playoff game. Yeah. Like, you had a whole fucking summer. Might need some CBD. I don't think that's allowed, man. I was, I was waiting for that reference. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, hey, Gronk's <laughs> talking about it. I believe it should happen, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> I mean, on the podcast today or, like, in life? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Both, both. I feel like for Asif, it's all of the above. Right, and exactly. the CBD segment today is brought to you by Weed. Asif. Yeah. <laughs> or lack of there. <laughs> um, um, but, but, yeah. Do you expect a better game? Do you expect better coaching? I think, I think we have to. Do you to. think we bounce back? I think we have to. I mean, from I was worried about the game, and I'm not saying I'm not worried about the game right now, but I'm a little less worried after I saw what Oakland did to, to Denver yesterday. Like, that was just – dude, Denver looked like there were nothing. They couldn't move the ball offensively. Um, their defense had no pass rush, and they have two elite pass rushers. I don't know what's going on. Maybe – It'll take some time for Vic to get his defense started, or I just don't think Vic can coach a defense 
on the field. I think he needs to see it from up there. So he may eventually give up play calling duties. Because mm. I don't think a head coach can be up in the play booth. But yeah, like um it's gonna be week two. It's Broncos home opener and I'm not gonna and the elevation is gonna be a factor, so I'm not gonna say the Bears are gonna destroy him or anything. Yeah. But I think it'll be a more offensive game for the Bears. And you are planning on being at that game as well, right? Maybe I'm gonna see how much tickets are for, but I okay. am gonna be in Denver. All right. I'm gonna, 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 me- I'm gonna send a text message out for you right now and oh, see sweet. if follow up with a buddy of mine who lives out there oh snap um, we are just making deals we're just doing stuff just all wheeling and dealing and Boom. i know we're Boom. not supposed to go back and forth a lot but i do want to say that was aaron Rodgers' first touchdown in chicago since 2015 that's wow. crazy that, right that's, that it, that's nuts no. I, I remember the last game that he didn't do anything i remember that but i that's just that's wow and i looked that up on nfl.com for those of you who are listening or not sure about that it's on nfl.com but here's some perspective though i mean really you're talking about three games right? yeah it's not yeah. his first touchdown against the bears in four years his first it's touchdown in soldier field right okay so, and one of those years i think it's 2017 he didn't play he was okay hurt. so that, 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 that kind of makes that makes a lot more that sense. Makes, but still yeah. in in three and a half years and then that, in two games essentially right in two games and also I would like to point out that the last touchdowns he had in Chicago was 2015, which is like, I think it was for that game. Yeah. Um, the Jeez. following year, 2016, he didn't throw a touchdown in Chicago. Next game, he had four touchdowns. Hmm. So Aaron Rodgers definitely feels the rivalry that oh, NFL yeah. 100. Oh, I mean, he's, he's winning the rivalry. And I got to <laughs> say, I love the logo, too, that the Bears had on Thursday night. That was yeah. Sick. Yeah. yeah. That's sick. Um, but um, it's now Sports Authority Field. At Denver, is that right? Oh, they're talking about Chicago. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. What, uh, it, it could be Sports Authority Field. Isn't Sports Authority bankrupt? I thought so. They spent all their money on the field. Yeah, maybe this <laughs> is their resurgence. <laughs> um, well, with the way Denver's playing, not so much. Yeah. But speaking of uh, other disappointing performances, uh, Asif, how do you uh, how do you feel about the uh, Falcons at Minnesota? I'm not going to lie. I didn't see that one coming. That was Did you? too shit yeah. now. That was nice. very good. Walking Pretty smooth transition, wasn't it? You can get the fuck out. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is sports authority field at Mild High. Just mm. so, you, so if you're looking at it on the GPS on Sunday, gotcha. that's what you're looking for. Gotcha. I'm looking for a giant sports authority. There you go. Guys, shut down. The only one. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So, yeah, the Falcons, man. Well, the game started off the worst way that any game could possibly start off, right? I mean, you're talking about a sack on the first play of the game and the first play of the season. Hopefully that's not an omen of things to come. I mean, I can think of a worse way of game to start, but that's not a good way either. Yeah, so, but, yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of it's, the worst ways. It's up ways. there on so, shitty ways to start a game. Uh, and then with that game, I mean, the, the Vikings had 21 points in the first quarter, if the first half, if not the first quarter alone, I'm pretty sure. I mean, and um, yeah, yikes. so, but then on top of that, I, I mentioned that to say um, the stats from the game, there's some telling stats from the game that tell you exactly how and why it played out the way that it did, right? One, first and foremost, for the Falcons, this highly potent offense, 25% conversion on third down. Uh, that's not going to cut it. I don't care what level of football you're playing at, Pee Wee High School, JV college and especially now in the nfl 25 percent third down conversion rate is not going to get the job done it's definitely a losing therapy uh, uh, recipe recipe and therapy. Then they, therapy they allowed four sacks and three turnovers and that pretty much tells you everything that you need to know about if you watch the game those stats like are like 
exactly the, what the happened. game tells more than the stats because like one of those turnovers was literally in the in the red zone where Matt Ryan should have just thrown the ball away right. and it was picked off. And I think and he was trying to throw it away from if I remember mm-hmm. like and, watching well, the replay. Throw it into the fucking stands. Something, yeah. yeah. Don't make it that easy. I so yeah. Don't make it that easy. One, because if you're gonna throw it away, like clearly blatantly make it so that it's thrown away. Yeah. One, two. At that point, um, the intended receiver on that play was uh, the sixth option on the Falcons' offense, some sort of tight end. And the guy stopped running. Yeah. The yeah. guy stopped running. Not to say that it's, it's not, not Matt Ryan's fault because it is. Yeah. But, I mean, at least in a jump ball situation, you give yourself a chance. So I, I don't want to interrupt your segment, but I just want to say, because I think I saw this on Twitter, on the interception, on the field, it, there was no Devontae Freeman. There was no Julio. There was no Calvin Ridley. There was no Hooper. It was a backup tight end. And like, another backup yeah, tight end. And maybe Sanu. And it took out all the playmakers. Right. And and then the interception happened. And right after that play, or no, it was earlier in the game, um, I, I commented in our WhatsApp that I have with my cousins when we watch the game together. Fancy. And I said there's a reason mm. – the Derek Cutter experiment didn't work out the first time. Now, granted, he did get a head coaching job, but there's things that I saw from yesterday's game or Sunday's game that reminded me exactly why it didn't work out, right? It's not like Derek Cutter got a head coaching job as the assistant coach after the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. No, no, no. Right? Yeah. He just kind of got pulled from having a great quarterback. And no. so what I, what I mean by that is Matt Ryan, again, made bad decisions, right, throwing the ball away when he knows better as a – as a veteran quarterback, as 100%. somebody who's an elite, a former MVP. Yeah. And then another thing, like you just said, Nabil, you're in the red zone, you're down three scores, and you take your five best playmakers. Some teams don't even have five playmakers. You took all five of them out of the game. Yeah. And the most crucial point of the game to literally make it a game because then you go from being down three scores to having a good drive, getting momentum, and now cutting it down to two scores with a lot of time left. And that's stuff that I saw in the first duck cu- dirt cutter experiment that I'm seeing again now. Not too happy about that. The one bright side I will say for Falcons fans, and even this still is kind of irritating to me, if you look at the first half, as the worst first half in you know that a lot of teams had all season, right? Yeah. Probably one of the worst yeah. that anybody had this week one. Uh, the Falcons did outscore the Vikings in the second half of the game. Yeah, 12-7. to seven. Um, Right. I'm not saying it's great. And here's the thing that irks me about that. Why are you going for two? What, just keep it simple. Dan Quinn, go for the touchdown, go for the field goal. Go for the touchdown, go for the field goal. Don't go for two until you have to go for two. Because now when, now, when you don't get that first two-point conversion, you've shot yourself in the foot because now you're ultimately playing catch-up no matter how the rest of your drives play out. If the Falcons would have just hunkered down and played defense, made a 14-28, ended up getting a defensive stop, another score and a touchdown, then at the end of the game, you're not looking at a two-point conversion. You might be looking at a two-point conversion to win it on the road, but you certainly don't need it to keep yourself in the game or to send it into overtime. Bad coaching, not okay with it. And just want to say, like, Falcons outscored the Vikings in the second half, but most of that was garbage time. Yeah. Like, Matt Ryan – Gave me twenty points in fantasy, but it was garbage time points. So I, I don't know how much you can really sound that make it a credible no, scoring second half. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to look at some bright sides for the for the I, guys. I, I like shitting and, on bright sides. <laughs> and but I will say, I mean, garbage time, sure. But at least the Falcons realize, like, okay, the the defense 
got it somewhat together in the second half because they clamped down. I mean, it was a beautiful pass to Calvin Ridley. I will say that. Right, and they they clamped down on Dalvin Cook. And there were times where Matt Ryan did have good protection in the pocket, and he did make some nice plays. It was just a bad game, but it's one game. It's mm-hmm. over with. Yeah. Of course, we didn't get out of it without some injuries. but Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. And that's a huge one. You're losing um, Lindstrom, For, right? Yep, first-round pick. Yeah, is he, is he all center or your guard this year? I believe he's a guard. guard. Um, I thought he was a center. Let me confirm that. I, I believe he's a guard. But either way, he's on the offensive line. Yeah. yeah. Component to what's going on and was part of the reason why Matt Ryan had such great uh, protection in the pocket all day. Yeah. So that's one thing. Anyway – on to the next game while you guys yeah. are confirming Against that. the uh, Eagles. What do you yeah. expect, Asif? Plain and simple. Excuse me. The Falcons need to show up for this game. They were not there mentally, physically, and I don't even think emotionally. Yeah, you're right. Right guard. Right. I forgot Alex Mack is center. Yeah. No worries. So then um, the Falcons were not there mentally, physically, and I don't even think emotionally of being excited for week one. Yeah. And I think um, – this week just has to be a matter of like, okay, let's focus on our X's and O's. Let's literally have a game plan. Oh, I talked about it last week, and they talked about this on Fox too, so I know I'm not wrong. The Falcons opened the season with a playoff game, right, against the Vikings. The Vikings are that caliber of a team. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, yeah. here you go. Week two, you have like an even more legitimate playoff game because mm-hmm. now it's prime time. The whole yeah. country is watching this game now, and yeah. they expect it to be a slugfest. And many team, many people have Eagles winning the NFC, so right. it's I even mean, bigger. And we're yeah. talking about defending Super Bowl champions, and obviously we know in the recent history between the Falcons and the Eagles, not immediately yeah. defending, but former yeah, yeah, Super Bowl yeah, yeah. champions, yeah. but in the recent history between the Falcons and the Eagles, this is a team that has literally been the reason Atlanta couldn't go to the Super Bowl and repeat. They did what Atlanta couldn't do, which is beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. The Falcons have a lot to prove this game, not only to the fans and themselves for how they played on against Minnesota, but it's also a matter of like, hey, all that talk around the league of people who discounted us didn't say we're good enough to do it this year. Yeah. Didn't say that Matt Ryan's elite and said, like, how can the Falcons lose to the Eagles? Like that fourth down play to Julio Jones in the playoff game a couple years ago. This is where the Falcons can silence everybody and say, look, we're here. We're ready. We got punched in the mouth, and now we're punching back. Yeah, and, and then that's it. on top of everything, it's your, your home opener. Right, yeah. and on, exactly. Home opener, opener just Sunday night. night. Yeah, just to add to uh, everything that's <sighs> so happening right no here. No specific things to look out for other than the Falcons just need to play like a complete – I don't know if you could say 180 because it's not necessarily – but their performance needs to be a 180 from what it was on Sunday. Okay. And um, th- just curious, how do you feel about Dan Quinn calling defensive plays? Because from the way I saw it, it, l- it didn't look right to me. Uh, I think there's still some adjustments. I mean, of course, it's week one. I heard this on the radio recently, and I think this would be good for Bears fans to hear too. Most teams, um, you make your biggest improvements or your biggest leap from week one to week two. Yeah. Right? And so I think um, – and so I think with that being said, it's a matter of like this is, again, an opportunity for the Falcons to prove themselves, for the Bears to prove themselves, and to be like, you know, we got some things wrong, and it's a first game. Okay, fine. Everybody's going to lose a game this season. I think that's safe to say. Right? Yeah. yeah. So whatever. If we end the season at 12-4, and four, nobody's going to look at week one and be like, what went wrong? If anything, they'll look at week one and be like, okay, that's when they fixed it, and that's when they got their shit together, right? Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. It didn't. It didn't necessarily feel like the Falcons 
authentic, true selves. Like, it's not the Seattle defense that we saw from Dan Quinn. Right, definitely. It's not even the Falcons defense we saw, um, like, even last year. But yeah. to your point, I think when you give up – well, when you have three turnovers in the game, your defense is gassed. Yeah, right? They're out definitely. there a lot. And then when you start the game with a sack and a block punt inside – Pretty much inside the red zone, I think it was like on the 25 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the very few defenses have a chance to do something about that, but their lack of preparation for Dalvin Cook, their lack of preparation for, you know, and then Vic Beasley letting Kirk Cousins throw the ball away into taking the sack on him. I mean, I don't know what Dan Quinn's doing. I don't know what Vic Beasley's doing. Whatever. All right. So, <laughs> all right, whatever that is. That I mean, that's infamy. Next segment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is It is what it is. I think we both had very disappointing yeah. weeks. Uh, I mean, um, it's frustrating, you know, yeah. lo- losing. And it, like, um, especially, so th- this has been like a horrible week. Like, you know, week one, uh, uh, like week one reminded me how much I love football and how much I hate football. Yeah. You know? Especially because I think both of our teams had such, such high hopes and heavy, like, you know, heavy aspirations behind them and to lose week one like that in both teams, you know, yeah. it's, it's very but, disheartening. But everyone, if you're feeling down, because it's been a pretty down podcast so far, but remember, it's one of 16. Yeah. One of 16. It's a long way to go. Tomorrow, next week, it's two of 16. So, you know, week two starting. And uh, with week two starting, you know what you got to know, right? You got to know your fantasy stuff. You got to know the NFL news. You got to know who's where, what's what. So, boom. Let's do the old football route. And, uh, Asif, did you win this week? I did win this week. Did you win this week? I did win this week. Hey, Bill, did you win this week? <laughs> so, <laughs> I am a two time champion. So, fuck both of y'all bitches. You can keep living in the past. Yeah, I man, will live in the right. past. I'm a Cubs fan, bitch. Welcome, of course, I'm living in the past. Welcome to the future, man. <laughs> uh, actually, it'd be the present, so and you can walk out. I don't know if we're going to get to this again, so I just want to say right now for our listeners, Nader and I play each other in fantasy uh, in our league this Next upcoming week. Yep. So, uh, loser buys beer. Yeah. Even though I already got some beer coming in. And we'll talk about that at the end. That and works. I'll, that's fine. And I'm I did um, bring the beer this week when uh, my bold bold prediction didn't come through. Roquan didn't get 16 tackles, but he wasn't even close. But it's all good. It's okay. Yo, it's like bittersweet, right, because it's a sour beer. <laughs> oh. And uh, that was a vanilla joke. Vanilla's in here anyways. And so on that note, let's get to uh, possible fantasy pickups. Before we do that, Ooh. just one, in Ooh. case you've been living under a rock, FYI, Antonio Brown is now on the Patriots. Yeah. That is was, he coming back this Sunday? I believe so. He's yeah, eligible, he's to, come eligible to play. He's eligible to play this Sunday. Cool. So that's just a crazy fucking scenario. And yeah, the Raiders didn't miss him at all. Uh, yeah. No, not, not, at not even all. a beat. Okay, so here, let's do this nonsense segment since oh, it's we're, we're on the Raiders. And doing Nada's Nonsense? Yeah, we're doing Nada's Nonsense. Bum, bum, bum. Um, so, yeah, John Gruden, if you could invent a time machine and you were, you know, the Raiders GM, would you go back and re-sign Gruden for the same amount of money or cut him and move on to someone else? It's uh, a tough question. Uh, uh, you're talking about Antonio Brown? Or no, John Gruden. So John Gruden, because you you hire him as a coach, right? Mm-hmm. He ships off Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. then he ships off, brings in Antonio Brown. That whole thing happens, and there was another star player, that uh, he, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, he ships him off as well. Um, you know, in the last season they sucked. This season they start off one and zero. So would I have fired him before the season started, or end if of last season? If you knew what you knew now, mm-hmm. would you go back and not hire him at all and find a different coach, or would you continue? And trust what is about to happen. 
So if I could not hire him at all, I would not hire him at all. Okay. But I wouldn't fire him because he's owed $100 million. No, I get that. But so would you not hire him? I would not him? hire him at all. question is, would you hire him again? No. Same deal or not? No. Or would not would not hire John Gruden. No, uh, John Gruden. I'm going to go the opposite way on this because, I mean, obviously last season was bad for the yeah. Raiders. Yeah. But anytime you bring in a new coach, especially a guy who hasn't coached in, what, like 15 years? Yeah. yeah. Since you know, Tampa 2 are, was the right. shit. Um, but <laughs> And it's one game, right? Monday Night Football Week 1 against the Broncos. One game. Yeah. But hell, man, the Raiders looked damn good yesterday. Oh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr looked like old Derek Carr. Right. And yeah. I, and and I've been the lowest on Derek Carr, uh, definitely of anybody on this podcast for sure. But Absolutely. you had them in the playoffs, so that's a that was either a gamble or well, that was awesome. I mean, and part of that is the Gruden thing, and that was when yeah. Antonio Brown. That was, was when yeah, AB was still on the, on the team, <laughs> literally still on the team a week ago. Anyway, or two weeks ago. Anyway, crazy. Point I'm saying is, is I think the Gruden experiment is going to work out just fine. Okay, so you would go back and hire him to Bill. You wouldn't would hire him at all. I mean, I think it's interesting just to see how this plays out, right? Like, you lose three superstars in the span of a year. I, I mean, guys, we have eight years left of this. So all, let's see. All in, like, and he hasn't lost them, like, quietly either. They've all been, like, blockbuster yeah. moves, like, hey, I everyone, mean, watch so, this. So the Amari Cooper trade, I don't really mind. That that, that made I, Them getting a first-round pick from Amari Cooper was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. But the rest of the stuff, I was just like, what the fuck? Well, yeah. I think, I think, and I think we should move on after yeah, this, definitely, yeah, just definitely. for the sake of time. But I think what a lot of Raiders fans probably look at is how Amari Cooper is doing now. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. they're probably like, yo, we could have – Maybe AB would have stayed had we had Amari Cooper. Well, they would have gotten AB then. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, shit, you didn't think that the Patriots were going to get fucking Antonio Brown. Everyone they thought Josh they were going to get Antonio Brown. They got Julian Edelman. <laughs> the second he got cut, everyone knew he was going you to know. Patriots. Yeah. I'm but just yeah. saying. Anyway. Our fantasy pickups. Now that we got. Right. Um, so I have three major fantasy pickups. Um, I have a running back and I have two wide receivers. So Darius Geis is out for a couple of weeks and Tyreek Hill. It's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks. Yep. And did another wide receiver go down? No, I don't know any wide receivers. I know Nick Foles went Nick down. Nick Foles also went down. That is correct. Um, which affects the Jaguars as a whole yeah. organization. Minshew. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, so because Geis went down, I have Chris Thompson as a quick pickup. Nice. Um, everyone should what have he him. Play for? He's for Washington. Okay. Geis was a starting running back, or he was led to be starting running back. He went down. AP sat out next week. Now, how well AP does will always limit Chris Thompson, but I think if you are in a bind to pick up a running back, you should look at Chris Thompson and pick him up. Definitely. ASAP. Um, let's see the other one. I know he was a free agent on a lot of rosters. Uh, wide receiver John Ross, the Bengals. third. Bengals went off last week. I think AJ Green is set to miss a few more weeks, and as yeah. long as AJ Green is out, John Ross, the third, is going to be lights out. Um, I think he went off uh, big time, two, 200, 148 yards, 200 yards or something like that, two touchdowns, solid game. And um, because I have this wide receiver on my roster, but I think he's a free agent in a lot of other rosters, Deshaun Jackson, if you haven't picked him up, back on the Eagles. Uh, again, two touchdowns, 150 yards receiving, all deep yeah, threats. He did really bombs. good, yeah. Yeah, and I expect them to continue with that trend as far as the Eagles are concerned. Uh, the Bengals, you always have to worry about Dalton, but other than that, John Ross third is solid pickup. All right. Bill, what do you got? So I have a couple of other wide receivers to pick up. Um, assuming he's a free agent still in your league, um, he fucking tore it up this week. Hollywood Brown. Um, Marquise Brown, if you can't find Hollywood. Mm. He, Lamar Jackson just kept targeting him. Um, as long as Lamar Jackson and um, 
Mark Ingram are running the ball well. They'll require an eight-man front, and that's going to have um, Hollywood Brown running with a single safety, and he'll beat him every time. Uh, DK Metcalf, he's got a lot of targets, and one thing that I always said, targets equals catches eventually. Yeah. As long as, you're, as, long as a quarterback targets the guy, that's what you're going to look for. Don't look for receptions. Don't look for yards. Look for targets because if they're not targeting the guy, you won't get the ball. Yep. Um, another target for machine is Jamison Crowder on the Jets. Yep, that mm. was the one now, that I was going to say. Yep. Now, um, they did just trade for Damaris Thomas. And remember, Damaris Thomas was on the Broncos with Adam Gase, who is now the play caller in on the Jets and the head coach as well. And also just cut by the Patriots or sent by the Patriots. Traded from yeah. Damaris. Yeah, Damaris Thomas was traded to the Jets. So. Yeah. Uh, so th- that may lower Jamison Crowder's um, – targets but still he had a fuckload of targets last week and uh running backs i was gonna say chris thompson so that's all good and tight ends if you are lucky enough to still have tj hawkinson available in your league he's not available in my league grab him in a second <laughs> uh vernon davis for the short term because we don't know how long um uh, reed is out for yep and uh b jarwin i forgot his first name but on on the cowboys he had a touchdown i feel like you know it could be a good gamble to try to pick him up there was also the tight end from the Ra- uh, Ravens, Mark Andrews. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's picked up in most leagues. Pretty sure, but if he's not, pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so what do we got next? So that's our fantasy segment. I think that takes us to predictions. Is that right? Uh, we can go to yes, predictions, sir. yeah. So our current yearly stat, uh, yearly stat right now is now there is one and one with the college picks. He didn't pick last week if you forgot to text him. <laughs> um, I am two and two, and Asif is two and two. Since we both picked against our teams and we were both right about against our teams. But yeah. Uh oh. Pause, pause. All right. What's going on? Now, <laughs> yeah, so that was weird. Uh, right? Mike messed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So we have a couple of games this week. We got Bears at Denver, and Chicago is favored by two and a half. We got Philadelphia at Atlanta, and Philadelphia is favored by two and a half. And we have the Monday night game, which is Browns at Jets. Browns yeah. at Jets. Browns yeah. at Jets. And Jets I'm are excited for that. I don't know why. But Jets are favored by two and a half. Jets yeah. are favored by two and a half. So we have a two and a half line. So let's go ahead and start with that. <laughs> um, Want to start with the uh, Bears pick? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Sorry, Cleveland is two, minus two and a half. Oh, Cleveland is minus two and a half. I'm yeah. sorry about that, everybody. My apologies. All right. So, Asif, Bears at Denver. Who you got? I think the Bears bounce back. Um, and if I'm going to give you a score, I'm going to go with uh, 24-17. 24-17 Bears. Nader? Um, okay, so just in line update, Bears are minus three. Oh, minus three. Okay, yeah, so minus three. So um, I also will go with the Bears, and I will go 21-14. All right, and I'm also going to go Bears, and I'm going to go Bears – 17-14. I don't see Mitch doing what I thought he would do. So, it's, but it'll be um, it'll be a win. So well, and you're probably right because the altitude up there is gonna make a huge difference. Yeah, right? I think so. so I think uh, that's definitely gonna have an impact. Definitely on possible. Next game up, we have Eagles and Falcons. Asif, I'll let you go first on this one. Man, <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna. Well, I wanted to say Eagles, but my the tip of my tongue says Falcons. So. Let's go with, um, you know, and I've had all day to think about this, right? I've you had have. All week to, You've literally, I've literally had, had since the Falcons lost to think about yeah, this. Yeah, I've had, like, months to think about it because I knew that they were going to play the Eagles this Sunday. Why are you stalling? 
I'm not selling. You ain't rushing. Oh, this I'm not. Oh, that's that's a good one. This beer is really good though. So, bitch, I why are you stalling? Um, <laughs> while we go, wait, oh, go ahead. I'm gonna mind. go with uh, Eagles 31-28. Eagles 31-28. And okay, my Eagles hope winning. in doing picking against the Falcons Reverse is that jinx. they win. Reverse jinx. I've done that many times. It's gotcha. not gonna happen now though because they clearly stated yeah. it anyway. Right. And that line has also changed. It's Philly minus one and a half. Oh, okay. According to ESPN, mm-hmm. as oh, of right oh. now. Um, Nabil, what do you have? I also have the Eagles. Uh, I just can't see the Falcons stopping the running game. Um, I have Eagles 24-17. 24-17. I will also – actually, you know what? I will go Falcons. Damn, homie. He's, try, he's trying to not do the trend of last year where we pick against the same team and that team wins. He's trying he to reverse win. jinx the jinx. Yeah. He's trying to reverse reverse the jinx. I don't know what I'm doing right here. That's like when you're playing but Uno I, and you put a reverse and someone else puts a reverse and it right. just goes back to the person. I genuinely feel like the Falcons bounce back. Um, okay. I don't think they're as bad of a team as they played week one, so I have the Falcons winning 28-21. 28-21 Falcons. All right. Now Browns-Jets. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. You go first. All right, Asif. I'm going to go. This is, The game is in New York. Is that right, too? I believe uh, so. Is that a homecoming for OBJ? Oh, I guess it would be. Yeah, technically, technically yeah. Jinx, neither. Right. Damn it. Uh, yeah, it's in New York. MetLife, yep. And, uh, so I'm going to go, damn. Well, that does change things a little bit. Jeez. Does it? Because, I, yeah, I think he's going to have a great game. $26 tickets. Yeah, Jets are fucking shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, but For even, night, even though the Jets right? are shit, I'm going to go with the Jets. Uh, let's see. Like, I want to go like really low scoring, but I, I, I'll be nice. Two zip, two zip. <laughs> well, I was thinking like six to three at first. Uh, initially, this is like from a couple years ago, I guess. I'll go Jets twenty one seventeen. Twenty one seventeen. Twenty one seventeen. Neville, I am also going Jets, and I'm gonna go seventeen to six. Seventeen six. Yeah. Um, I'm also gonna go Jets. All right. So Cleveland's winning. If you if you're yeah, listening basically. at home or in your car. Um, whatever. and I'm going to go ten three. All right, so none of us – well, Asif kind of believes in this Cleveland offense, but you and I have no faith in this fucking Cleveland offense. I just – I don't – I didn't see it. Um, they're there, and I think I think it's going to take a few weeks, a few more weeks for them to click. Well, um, here's the thing, and now that we're pretty much wrapping up the show, I'll say I think from an observational standpoint, in my experience, you can't really tell who the contenders are in the league probably until like week three or four, mm-hmm. right, really? Um, obviously, there's teams like the Patriots when you go out and you dominate your week one, 33 yeah. to whatever. Um, and the Patriots are always going to be that good, though. 100%. But there's – and, like, even last night with the Saints, we saw them get punched in the mouth and then respond. So I think, like, that tells you a lot, too. But as far as with Cleveland, I think it might take a couple weeks to get it together. Yeah. I, th- but, I think um, with all those offenses, all like all those offensive weapons, all those players, I think it's just – as a coach, you have to figure out who you're going to use and when you're going to use them. Yeah. And I, think I don't that know if Freddie Kitchens is the man. I don't know if he's the guy. He yeah, could be. Well, a good, he could be a good play caller, but I don't know if he's a good head coach. Uh, and that's what that was the reason why I didn't believe in Browns from the beginning. Right, and I don't hate Baker Mayfield necessarily. I think yeah. he's got great weapons around him, but I think that sophomore slump is real. Mm. Yeah, and I think we're seeing a lot of that. Right, I mean, which is could be the case for Sam Darnold too. Yeah, but I think just the home field advantage stuff is going to give New York. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Bears, Birds, and Brews on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. There we go. And last thing is shout out to Indianapolis City or Indiana City Brewing Company. 
All right. Uh, because they're going to send us some beer for the Falcons-Colts game. Yes. Week three. There we go. So right. win or lose in my fantasy matchup, we've got Indiana City Beer sending us some beer. It's called Kickoff. It's made in honor of the Colts. Nice. It's a, I believe it's a hazy IPA. The package is coming soon. We're going to give them a lot of shout-out and a lot of love on social media next week mm. and on air. But I just want to let you all know, um, yeah, look forward to it. Get yourself a drink ready because it's going to be go. awesome. Yeah, we got lucky with that one. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for listening.